The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have call him and his entire family. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by our dear friend, Mr. Elliot Shasho. May God give him beracha, blessing, success, health and happiness. Peace of mind for him, his wife, his family, his children. And Be'ezat Hashem, may he enjoy prosperity and good things. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in the Nishmat of Ram ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihanu Begin Eden. Amen. And that's Lahat Yosef ben Simcha. Shemishminu Rehayehu. Amen. We are starting today's daf on Sadi Bet Amud Bet. And we are four lines on the bottom, starting from the words, Amal Elishtakish. Now just to review... The context of this next statement was said when Rabbi Yanai made a statement. He said, Amar Rabbi Yanai, Bahabura. But the group of rabbis in the New Vegamru, the rabbis concluded and voted, and they said that in Kibushim Tovsim, Bibama, which means the Yibama, that fell to Yibum, and instead of taking going with the Yibam, she went and married somebody else. So Rabbi Yanai says, We voted and said, The Kibushim is not Tofes, meaning she doesn't need a get. Uh, like we said, Kedushin not to face. So Rabbi Yohanan came along and said, What do you need your uh, Habura? <coughs> it's a Mishnah. So uh, Rabbi Yohanan came along uh, and said that, um, so that was Rabbi Yohanan's statement back. Rabbi Yohanan came along and said, Rabbi, lo Mishnah tenu izu? Isn't it a Mishnah? Ditnan, Haomed Isha, that whole Mishnah over there. So Amar so Rabbi Yanai tells him back, If I didn't cover up, take off the uh, pottery, <coughs> would you have found the pearl underneath it? Which means based on my interpretation that I gave, now you understand the Mishnah. Because you could have, what was the point in that Mishnah? Let's review that. The point in that Mishnah was, <coughs> a person, let's say, tells a lady, Adi uh, on the condition that it will be hal after you make a halitza, which means she was felt to your boom. So a uh, third guy comes along and says, you know, uh, after the halitza. So we understood that the logic of the Mishnah, why the Gemara Mishnah says it's not Mikudeshit, is because <laughs> since at that point, if there would be no Kiddushin. Since it's before Halitza, if she would go to marry this guy, there would be no Kiddushin. So therefore, if it cannot be Hal now, it's not Hal. So that's a proof to what Rabbi Yanai said. So Rabbi Yohanan said, what are you talking about over here? Uh, it's a Mishnah. So Rabbi Yanai comes along and says, no, without my interpretation, you could have learned the Mishnah differently. How would you have learned the Mishnah? You would have learned the Mishnah and said, really, I'll tell you, could be, it is a Kiddushin now. Meaning in the sense that, if a, lay, if a man goes with the uh, Yibamah before Halitza, it could be Hal. But the problem over here is, <laughs> But over here the issue is, 
You cannot make a kinyan on something that did not happen yet. And since Ali said didn't take place yet, the kinyan is not hal. So he says, that's why I revealed the fear. I uncovered the, uh, the, the pottery to tell you that the real reason of that Mishnah is what? The real reason of the Mishnah is because, uh, bottom line, the Kiddushin is not hal at that moment. So comes the and says, Amal Ishtakish, Ilav de Kalsach, Gavra Rabbah, which means, if you weren't praised by a great man, which means, Rabbi, uh, the Ishtakish is telling Rabbi Hanan, if Rabbi Yanai didn't praise you, it seems that when Rabbi, uh, when Rabbi Hanan brought this Mishnah uh, as a support to Rabbi Yanai's statement, it seems Rabbi Yanai praised him. And Rabbi Yanai told him, nice try. From the Mishnah, but if it wasn't for my statement, you wouldn't understood the Mishnah. So he said, if it wasn't for the fact that a Gavra like Rabbi Anai praised you, Hava Amina Lach Ana, I could have came along and said, Matnitin Rabbi Akivahi. I could have learned that Mishnah that says the Kiddushin is not Ham, it's going according to Rabbi Akivahi, Damar in Kiddushin Tofsin, the Haibel Avin. Which means, I would have said like this, you know what the reason of that Mishnah is? Why you tell me when a guy says, Arat Mikudeshet Li? Uh, after the Halitzah, I'll tell you because, because in such a case it's following the Shita of Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva holds that if you would make a Kiddushin at this point over there, it's Hibeh Lavin. And Kiddushin is not Tofes by Hibeh Lavin. So it's got nothing to do with uh, the Shita of uh, is Kiddushin uh, as, as a proof to Rabbi Anai's statement. Rabbi Anai's statement was what? That when the lady goes with uh, somebody else. The Yibama, there's no, uh, there's no Kiddushin. So Rabbi Yohanan came along and said, what do you mean, it's a Bifurush Mishnah. So now the Shakish is saying, no, I couldn't learn the Mishnah differently. I couldn't learn the reason the Mishnah. Why are you telling me it's in Kiddushin? Is because it's going to go Rabbi Akiva Shita. And Rabbi Akiva Shita says, in Kiddushin Tofsin, Behaibel Avin. And this is Haibel Avin. And that's the reason why it's no good. So the Gemara says, wait. Ve'i Rabbi Akiva wait. We know Rabbi Akiva Shita is like we're going to see in a moment. He's the opinion that what Adam The person can make a kinyan on something that not that did not yet happen yet. And therefore, if you say that the Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva, the kedushin should be a kedushin. Because even though right now the kedushin cannot be hal, but since he should be maknel so technically Rabbi Akiva should say it's a kedushin because it's going to be makne after the halitzah is done. Even though the halitzah was not done now, Rabbi Akiva says yeah, kedushin is hal So I can just say the Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva. If the Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva, it will be Kiddushin. So the Mishnah, how do you know that? Because we learned in the Mishnah, Kunam she'ani oseh lepicha. Let's say you have a lady. She makes a vow against her husband. And she says, whatever Melachai do for you, is going to be forbidden to your mouth like a korban. She makes such a vow. In Sarik Lafer. Mishnah says, husband doesn't have to be mefer such a neder. She has no right to make such a neder. Because bottom line, we know that all the work of the lady belongs to the husband. So she has no right to undo it through a vow, uh, the rights that belong to the husband. Since already her ma'asiyah there are subjugated to the husband, she cannot make a dead against it. Rabbi Akiva says no. He has to make kafara. Why? Which means like this, there's a certain amount of monies that a lady is obligated to give a husband. Why is she obligated to give a husband? Because the husband supports her. 
But the Gemara Ketubot gives a certain amount that over and above that amount she gets to keep it. Legally. So therefore, Rabbi Akiva says, you have to make, he has a right to break such an edit. He has to break such an edit. Why? Because the lady might make over and above the amount that she's obligated to give her husband, and therefore she'll be able to keep it, and therefore if he wants that edit to be broken, he has to say uh, that he's uh, nullifying it. She's the lady over here made an edit. What she say? That all my masi adayim are going to be forbidden to you like a korban. So the first Shittah says nothing, it's nullified automatically. The husband doesn't have to be nullified because she has no right to make such an edit. Yes, to nullify it. Because in the event if she makes over and above the amount that she's able to keep now, so therefore if the husband doesn't want her to keep that over and above amount, he's got to nullify it. So the Gemara says, uh, what's the Gemara proving from here? She didn't make that uh, money yet. And still you see what? The Nedid is Hal. So you see the Be'akiva holds what? A person can make a Kinyan under Vashelobah Le'olam. The way she made the nedir is like this. My hands are going to be sanctified, meaning they're going to be forbidden to the husband. So she's not forbidding the future. She's saying whatever my hands do is going to be forbidden. Her hands, the Gemara says, the Yadai itnu ba'alma. Her hands are already in the world. And then what's not considered maknet of Which means, you're right, it's talking about the things that she's going to make in the future. But she's not saying the money that I make in the future. She says, whatever my hands do, is going to be for myself. I'm not giving to you. Yadayim already is in the world. And therefore, it's not maknet of Therefore, when the Akiva says, you have to make... No, her hands, she's forbidding her hands. Whatever my hands, my hands are forbidden to, to, to my husband. And then what she does with her hands. And therefore, already she's setting something that's here. So therefore, the Akiva says that you're right, the husband has a right to make a farat. The daddy, look at the Rashi, Rashi says... Just the words Shemet uh, Adif Alav. That was the first shitah. Why we said that maybe she'll make uh, over and above the amount. Itnan Ma'i Osal Lo Mishkal Hisilain Shte etc. V'Tfei Lo Mishabedalim. More than that, she ul. She's not Mishabed to the husband. V'Adafa Hayeledir on the extra. That's what it is going to be hal. V'Afabidadain Lo Nasita Melacha. Even though the Melacha was not done yet, that was the question against the Yakiva. She is is Maknei Davashlobal. No, her language was. On my hands, I'm all sitting. And therefore, the hands are here, and therefore it's considered that she is uh, not, uh, that it is the bar, Sheva la'olam. Comes the Gemara and says, very good. Comes the Gemara and says, Ufliga the Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak. This is arguing against Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak, the mother of Nachman Bar Yitzhak, Rav Huna, count the rabbis here, Rav Huna. Kirav, holds like Rav, Virav, Kirabiyanai, Virabiyanai, Kirabiyaya, She's all those rabbis. Back to back, rabbi to rabbi to rabbi. Hold what? The Amar Adam Makne Davar Shelo Baalam. All those opinions hold, including the Akibat, which is on this list, that indeed, yes. Adam Maknev Shalom Baalam. Now, for the rest of the Gemara, I'm just going to prove you how we know these. All these rabbis are of that opinion. So the Gemara says, Ravuna, my. Where do you see Ravuna that says you can be Maknev Davar Shalom Baalam? Deitmar, my. Deitmar, Amuchet Perot Dekel Lahaviro. Person, let's say, sells a. There's a guy who has a tree. He doesn't sell the tree to his friend. He sells the fruit of that tree, but the fruit didn't come out yet. 
It was the winter. There was no fruit yet. He said, I'm selling you the fruit from now when they come out in the summer. So listen, if the fruit didn't come out yet, didn't blossom yet, the seller has a right to back out. But once they blossom, once the fruits come out, he cannot retract. Why? Because the Kenyan is a Kenyan. Even though the Kenyan was made at a time where the fruit did not come into the world. So what do you see, Kodravuna? That indeed Adam Because if a person was not able to be Makneh, I would say, even when they came out, the sale was not a sale. Because it was made at a time when they were not in the world. So you see, from the fact that he says the sale is a sale, that shows you why. That indeed can be Look at that. But he sells the fruit in the winter months. He's allowed to retract before Nisan. Because that's when the fruit starts to come out. Because once already the food comes out, which means Rav Nachman holds that same case. Even when they came into the world, Yachod Nachzorbo. Why? Because Rav Nachman argues on the Vuna. Rav Nachman holds in Adam Makdei Davar Shelobah Leolam, and therefore he holds even after the fruit came out, he's allowed to back out because the sale was not a sale. However, Amar Rav Nachman Modina says, and I do agree, the Ishamit Ve'Achil Lo Mafkinan Mine that in the interim, which means once the fruit start coming out and the seller. Sorry, and the buyer starts eating from the fruit, we let him eat what he eats. What does this mean over here? That Nachman agrees that if, let's say, the, uh, the, the buyer was eating from the fruits, that uh, we let him uh, eat the fruits and we don't take it away, even though the sale is nullified. Explanations like this. This guy told him, uh, I'm selling you the pirot, uh, correct? Now what happens? He comes in the sand, the fruit came out already, he comes along and says, hey, you know what? I back out. Now really, he didn't even have to back out. Even without his backing out, according to the law of Rabbi Nachman, which means the sale was not a sale, regardless. But in this guy's mind, this guy's mind, he's saying what? In this guy's mind, he's saying what? No, I have to, I have to back out, even though he doesn't have to back out. So in the interim, before he backs out, this guy was eating uh, perot. Yeah. So therefore, we're going to say, you know what? Since he thinks he has to back out, we're going to say it's as if he was mohel him, or whatever perot that he ate, and therefore the fruit that he ate is okay. But, indeed, the sale is not a sale according to Rav Nachman. Next shita is Rav. Rav de Amar, Rav Unamar, Rav. Guy tells his friend, This field over here that I'm going to buy, When I buy it, It's yours from now. And the deen is what? Kana. Even though, he didn't buy it yet. So therefore he's being makneh davar, Which means Reuven tells Shimon, I'm going to buy a field from Yosef. The second I buy the field from Yosef, it's yours. How can you make such a Kenyan? And the deen is what? Kana. Based on the Kenyan that was made before anything happens. You see, that was, Adam indeed is Maknedavashobana Olam. Next, Shikta Rabbi Anai. Kiribi Hayah. 
which means you have two rabbis, Rabbi Yanai and Rabbi Hayah. So Rabbi Yanai holds like his rabbi, Rabbi Hayah, based on the following story. Those are two more rabbis that were on the list. What was the story? Rabbi Yanai Avale Arisa. Rabbi Yanai had a sharecropper. Every Eid of Shabbat, he would bring him a uh, basket full of fruit. Like what Shabbat? One Eid of Shabbat came, he was late, the guy, he didn't show up. So now, what happened? Yanai was assuming the guy is going to eventually show up, but if he shows up, he can't eat from it, because he cannot take Ma'asrot and Terumot on Shabbat, because it's considered like, so therefore, what did he do? He did the following. Shakal, he went and took asar meperi debete alayu. He went and took from the fruit that he has in his house, and he took maaser on that fruit that was on the way. Now, that's what he did. Atal kamed ribhayat. And he went to ask if what he did is legal. Amar le shapir abat. You did okay. Even though it's considered Dabar, Why? Because you don't know if these items were even picked yet. Because if it wasn't picked from the field, there's no Hayyuv of Tirumot and Masrot. So the Dabar Shalom And still, what is he doing? He's making the Kenyan now for something that's going to happen in the future. Uh, so he went to the Fayyad. The Fayyad told him, you know something? You did okay. So comes the and says. What's this proof to Tanya? We have a writer. Lema'an tilmad li'irat Hashem lo'hecha kol ha'yamim. This pasuk is actually a pasuk that's referring to tirumah. And it says when a person takes a tirumah, he will come to fear God <coughs> all of the days. And it's talking about taking ma'asrot as well. So it says in these, if a person takes a tirumah and ma'asrot, he'll come to fear God all the days. So what do you mean all the days? Elu shabbatot li'yamim tovim. It's coming to say when you're taking tirumah ma'asrot, it's kavod shabbat. Which means what? Says Gemara says Lemayil Cheta. What do you mean? It's Kabbot Shabbat. And Yom Tov. If it's coming to tell me that what regarding taking Maaser on Shabbat, it's Tarikh Ral Mishlet Tiltul Drabbanan. What is this question? Let's read Rashi. Let's start from the Ma'an Tilmad. Which means, don't uh, take away the onik Shabbat because of the table. You want to make sure that when you go to the Shabbat, your terumot masrot are taken so you can enjoy the Shabbat. We want you to fear God on Shabbat yamim tovim. What's the pasuk coming to tell me? Maybe you'll tell me what that is teaching me that it's asur to 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 to, to make the terumot uh, on Shabbat pshita. Which means in a Torah separating terumot and maasrot is permissible on Shabbat. So the Torah cannot be coming to forbid. That. So, Ela, what do you want to come and At the worst, Tirumot and Masuk to be on Shabbat is what? Asur bitultul. Meaning Mukseh. I mean, there is no Mukseh either from the Torah. Haflashat Masuk bitshimat Ela Ela Mishum Shavut. It's only Asur to separate Mishum Shavut. The Tan Ela Mishum Shavut, no Makbin Tirumot Masuk Bimasak Bensa. Vecha Salankla. Which is, what, what can the person coming to be telling me? Tiltul ba'alma. Which means, you're coming to tell me what? That the tiltul of terumot and ma'asot is going to be uh, asur? That, 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 that cannot be. Which means, the Gemara is trying to understand, when the pasuk says, lema'an tilmad li'ira, 
We're saying what? When it comes to Turumot Masot, you have to have fear. On which days? On Shabbatot Yemim Turir. So Gemara says, what do you mean fear? What do you mean what? Don't take Turumot Masot. Torah cannot be telling me that. Because you're in the Torah, you're allowed to take Turumot and Masot. Oh, so therefore, what is it coming to tell me? Is it coming to tell me what? That, don't worry, this item that you took on Shabbat is not Mukseh. Do I need a pasuk to tell me it's not mukseh? There's no mukseh in Torah. Therefore, in Torah it's mutar to take it. In Torah it's not going to be mukseh. This There's no mukseh in Torah. So what is the Torah coming to be matir over here? Matir to take the mukseh but that it's mutar. Why should I take it asur? Asur, asur is super banan. There's no no super in Torah. Tiltul, why? Do you tell me? Tell me what? That on Shabbat you can move the. Uh, I need the Torah coming to make move mukseh. The mukseh is mutar in Torah. So you know what the pasuk is coming to tell me? Pasuk says like this. It must be telling me in this case that what? Well, let's say you have fruit that are on the way, or you're assuming that they're on the way, you're allowed to take Tirumot and Ma'asrot before they get there. That's what it's coming the Pasuk. So, therefore, I have a clear Pasuk that's coming to teach me that of Hiyah. Told uh, Rabbi Anai, you're allowed to take Teruma on a Davashalalam. Well, that's really not a Kenyan, but that's more, you're doing a ceremony on something that, because really not a Kenyan. It's, but the Pshad is that you're allowed to do something now, even though at the time that you're doing it, it did not come to the world yet. So, therefore, same thing when it comes to Kenyanin, it's the same concept. Now, let's continue the rabbis on the list. Comes again and says, Amale. Story's not over. So when the Fiyah asked, when the Fiyah answered and told him, you know, it's okay, Amale Vahai Akriyan Bihalma. He says, listen, I had a dream on Lil Shabbat, and they showed me the words in the dream from the Pasuk, Kaneratsuts, a broken reed. So he says, my love, hashkamli. So the Fiyah is interpreting, interpreting his own dream. He says, what they were probably telling me was, Hine Batahta Lecha Al Mishaneta Kaneratsuts Azeh. You're relying on the broken reed. There's a pasuk like that, which really in Shabbat they were telling Rabbi Anai, you did a suit, you're lying on a broken reed. You're not no hitter to take Tiruma before uh, the fruit got to you. So and he says, no, no, he says, no, that's not the pasuk they were quoting you. There's another pasuk in the Ravim that says the word kaneratsuts suits in a different context. And he told him, suits lo yishbor. The kaneratsuts suits is not going to break. And the flag that became dimmed, it's not going to become extinguished. And the end of that pasuk says, because that's the main part, The mishpat will come out, emet. Which really in Shamayim they were telling you, you did okay. So then Rav Chaya says, pay no attention to your dream. There's two pasukim. You, you, you're thinking of the wrong pasuk. Therefore it's okay. Now we go to the next rabbi, the B, the Tanya. Which simply means is that a uh, person is not allowed to work a slave that he freed. Now, if that's the simple child, I don't need a pasuk for that. And the pasuk really is not masked by so much, I think, because it says, If he's freed, he's not considered an evid. So, what is the pasuk coming to teach me? It's talking about a guy who's buying an Eved with the intent to free him. And therefore the Torah is telling you, if that's to the intent you bought the Eved, I'm not to free him, you can't work him. 
What's the case? Echidame. Amar Amar Yitzchak Bichtiv de Katavle. He wrote him in the star when he purchased him. Nechshekahech hale atzmecha kanui lach me'ashav. He said, "When I buy you, you're free from now." Now, what do you mean? How can such a kinyan work? He didn't buy him yet. That already he's uh, freeing him. And then you see what? Pasuk saying, Lot Tazgin, you cannot work that guy in that case. Why? Because the kinyan is considered a kinyan, even though it's the Vashulu Balaulam. Bashi, Almenat the Shachrero, Umusaj Shul Shtabed. The Torah is coming to me that he cannot work him. The Bimi'ir, what's the Bimi'ir? She said, Ditnan, Haomel the Isha, Hare at Mikudeshetli, Lahar Shetgayer. Right, we had this for Brighton, we had this Mishta actually on the last half. Now what? You have to understand. The lady says, the guy tells the lady, after I convert, after you convert, after I'm free, that's heaven, after you're freed, after your husband dies, after your sister dies, he's married to his sister, so after his wife dies, then I'll marry you. Or, after Halitza of your Yavam, Ena mikudeshet. Right, so the first shita said, Ena mikudeshet. The bimir omer mikudeshet. That's the end of that mishnah. So you see what? Even though it's lo ba'le olam, he's saying it's okay. In all these cases, lo ba'le olam. Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov, how do you know the Tanya? Yetanat kenam Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov. Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov said even more than that, referring to a, a mishnah. What is this uh, case that he was saying? So the Gemara says, "Afilu imamad." Let's say a person said like this: "Perot arugazu tilushim." Guy has a field. He has one row of his fruits already are talush. They're already plucked. So he says, "The plucked fruits in this row, yehu tiruma al perot arugah mehubarim, will be tiruma for the fruits in the next row that are still attached." Or the opposite: "Perot arugah mehubarim, they'll be tiruma al perot zu." Tilushim, but he makes the condition. When they reach a third of their growth, because that's when the Hayyub of Tirumah comes, only at a third of its growth. And of course, they are going to be plucked. That says, in the event if they reach the Shlish, and they were plucked. Based on what he said before they were plucked and before they brought a shlish. Now, according to the opinion that says Adam in Adam he agrees he would be able to make the condition and say if they were a shlish already, and he could say, listen, when they're plucked, that's not considered low because he could pluck them. It's be adult to pluck them. But this case is different. This guy say two things. When they're plucked and when they reach a shlish. Now it's out of his hands to make them grow a shlish. And still what is it saying? When they finally grow a shlish and they get plucked, the terumah is a terumah. So you see what? Comes the Gemara and continues. Next shita, Rabbi Akiva. Now Rabbi Akiva, we learned this shita already. That's by the Nether case. Kunam shani lefika. She says, all my ma'asayadayim is going to be forbidden to you like korban. To your mouth like a korban. Eno salik lafir. Right? The first she tells her, she doesn't have to make a daim because she has no right to do that. Rabbi Akiva says, yafir. Why? Shemme ta'adif alav yeter minara uilo. Because maybe she's going to make more money than she's obligated to give him. So therefore on that, if he wants to keep it for himself, he's got to make the 
Hafarat Nedarim. Right, because it's valid. And therefore she can make such a nidin. So if he doesn't want to make such a nidin, he can break it. So the bottom line, what do we see to this point? We saw all the shitot in the Gemara that hold, yes indeed, Adam makne davar shelo ba le'olam. And so let's just recap then the last subject, because now we're going on to a new point. So basically the last point we said was that Rabbi Yanai said that the Habura got together, they voted that what, that if Yibaba goes to another uh, uh, man before she makes uh, Halitza, it's no, uh, Kiddushin is not Hal, and therefore she just, uh, she goes out without anything. That was like the opinion of Rav, that said Kiddushin is not to face, that's the way they voted. And then uh, Rabbi Yohanan came along and said, it's really a Mishnah. Rabbi Yohanan says, you're right, but you only know Pshat in the Mishnah after I uh, revealed it to you. And then the Shtakish came along and said, the truth of the matter is, uh, without Rabbi Yohanan, I uh, would have said that that uh, Mishnah is uh, talking about the Akiba. That's why it says there's no Kiddushin, because uh, in Kiddushin to see Mehaibel Avin, but the Gemara said, yeah, but you can't say it's a Be'akiva, because if that's the case, it would be Kiddushin, because he holds Adam Makneh, Davar Shalom Olam. Then we saw two views in the Be'akiva, if he holds Yeh Makneh or not Makneh, and uh, this conclusion of our Gemara uh, holds, indeed, the Be'akiva is one of the rabbis on the list that says, En Adam Makneh, Davar, sorry, yes, Adam Ken Makneh, Davar Shalom Bala Olam. Comes the Gemara, continues. Okay, they asked the question of Sheshat. Which means, let's say Ed Ehad comes along and says, Met Ba'alich. What do we say the Gabedar Ed Ehad? Do we allow her now to go with the Yavam? All we learn now, Ed Ehad, she can go get married. But let's say she doesn't have children. Is the Edehad enough, effective enough, now she can go with her brother-in-law, the Yibum? Normally the brother-in-law is Isur, uh, Isur. Can I go with the brother-in-law? Ah. So are we going to say that what? That since you already have an Edehad, I'll let her even make a Yibum. What's the two sides of the question? Well, Ta'ama de'edehad mishum de'milta da'avida le'igluye lo mishakir. Which means, the main reason why we believe in Edehad why? It's because something that can become revealed, he's not going to lie. So the guy's going to come along and say, Met Ba'alich. He's not going to say it unless he's certain because he can be disproven the next minute. The husband can come along and say, I'm here. So if on such a case where the guy knows he can be disproven, he's not going to lie. Okay. If that's the reason why in the Hadith Ne'eman, so why should it be different like the Gabay Yibum also? When she's coming, when the witness is coming and saying, Your husband died, it should allow her to already make a Yibum with the brother in law. Odil now maybe no. Tama de'edehad mishum di'i daika o minseba. Or maybe I'll tell you that what the real reason why edehad is neiman because it's a combination of the edehad plus she does her due diligence before she's going to get married. Like she's going to make sure that the guy is dead. However, ve'acha b'vayibum kevan dezimnin derachamele. Sometimes the uh, the lady likes the brother-in-law. And therefore, lo daika minseba, which is in the case of Yibum, you could argue maybe she won't be daika minseba because she wants to marry. Therefore, one witness is not going to be enough. Which means, stand when one witness comes along. I'll come along and say what? I believe it to marry the alma, somebody else, a stranger. Maybe I can argue in the case of the Yibum, maybe she has something to share with She knows him already, so could be there's something going on over there. Therefore, one witness is not going to be enough because she's not daika. That's the two sides of the question. We learned it. 
Remember, the witnesses came and they testified in the following order. First, they said your husband, your daughter, your son died, and then they testified what that the husband died. Therefore, she falls to Yibum according to this testimony. Right? So she went, she made the Yibum. Then what happened? They said the opposite happened. If there was no Yibum case, what do we say? She's got to leave the Yavam. And the children are obviously Mamzerim. Why are they Mamzerim? Because really, she is Eshedah. Which means this is a case where she's not allowed to, uh, to be with the Yavam. Comes again and says, Hechidame. What was the case? Now we get into the details of the case. What happened? If you're telling me it's two witnesses against two witnesses, which means the two witnesses first came along and said, You are subject to Yibu. Then two witnesses came along and said, You're not subject to Yibu. It's two against two. If that was the case, My Hazit who told you to rely on the second two witnesses more than the first two witnesses? Why are you saying, Who said you have two against two over here? I think if I was assuming in this case two against two, I'd say, you know what? Let us stay status quo. And furthermore, And at worst, how could the Mishnah call the children Mamzerim? At worst, they're only Safik Mamzerim. Because it's two against two. So the Mishnah wouldn't use the word Mamzer. So the Gemara, on the second question, the Gemara says, okay, maybe that might not be a question. lodak. Maybe you'll tell me now, when the Mishnah says Mamzer, it means a Safek Mamzer. Well, the Gemara can't be. Ve'am diktani sefa. In the last case of the Mishnah, Harishon Mamzer v'acharon enum Mamzer, Shmat mina davka ketani. What was that case? That was a case where, let's say, one witness came along and said, She got married, right? Another witness came after and said, or two witnesses came after and said, No, he wasn't dead, but now he's dead. So what do we say? The first kid is a real mamzer, and the second kid is not a mamzer. Now, when the Mishnah said the second kid is not a mamzer, because not a mamzer, because the guy really died at that point. But you have to know the law, really. That second kid is a mamzer midrabanan. Because really we want this lady to get away from this guy. We don't want him to stay together. So the rabbis put Mamzer Drabanan. You see the Mishnah did not discuss Mamzer Drabanan. The Mishnah just says the first one is a Mamzer, the second one is not a Mamzer. Which we're discussing conclusive, yes or no. We're not discussing Mamzer Drabanan. And therefore, don't come and tell me that when the, the Mishnah, in the, in the case of the Yibum, Right? You're going to come and tell me Two witnesses came along and said She is subject to Yibum Two other witnesses came along and said She's not subject to Yibum, right? So the Gavrat said, what do you mean? Is, is, uh, you're going to call her uh, the kids of Mamzer in this case? It's a fake Mamzer And don't tell me that the Mishnah is <coughs> Lodak Don't tell me the Mishnah is not Precise with you When it says the word Mamzer It means Safik Mamzer don't say that, because when the Mishnah later on says the first kid's a Mamzer and the second kid is not a Mamzer, so you see what? When it says not a Mamzer, really according to the law it's a Mamzer, which means the Mishnah would, 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 would say it. 
And from the fact that Mishnah Yishin in the Sefer did not say it, so therefore when it says in the beginning, Mamzer, it means Mamzer, Vadai. It's just like in the Sefa. It's Mamzer, Vadai, and Eno Mamzer means nothing. So to when it said in the beginning, Mamzer, it means uh, Mamzer, Vadai. So comes the Gabbara's question and says, well, so what's the point now? So Gabbara says, Mamrashi. <coughs> oh, so look at the Gabbara says, <coughs> Ela Good. Now, Ela What's the case talking about? Had must be talking about where there's one witness. One witness says that she's subject to yibum. And what? The tamad atu betre achashe. Then two came along and said she's not subject to yibum. And that's why we said what? Right? Because why uh, they consider mamzini? Because the two witnesses are going to be believed. However, but if the two witnesses didn't show up, Mehman, I would believe her. Meaning what? You see that on one witness I would allow Yibum. So I answer the original question. Can one witness allow Yibum? You see, Mehman, the only reason why we said Tetzeh is because it was followed up by two witnesses. But in the case where there's no two witnesses that come, the one witness is going to be enough to say that what is going to be Mehman. Mishnah said Amru. Yeah, but that could always be Amru with Piyadehat. It's like the first Mishnah in the Pedic said Amru was talking about Piyadehat. So, therefore, the bottom line that Ayah is like this the case of the Mishnah. Case of the Mishnah, one witness came along and said, You're subject to Yibum. Kurchi, what you made Yibum? Was that two witnesses come along and say, Huh? You're not subject to Yibum. What do we say? Tetzev, Vlad Mamzerim, everything like that. Master, only because two witnesses came along and contradicted them. If the two witnesses didn't come and contradict, what would we say? You believe the Piyadehat. They would do what? To make you boom, so if we have an ayah, comes the Gemara and says further. Ika the Amar. There's some that say a little differently. Hello, Tivailach. Don't ask that. You, want, you, want, you have a question if uh, if uh, one witness comes along, can she make uh, Yibu? Of course she can make Yibu. Which means even she herself is believed. Which means the Gabay Yibu, even she herself has a Ne'emanut. What do you mean? Ditnan. Ha'isha she'amra. Med ba'li t'naseh. If she says, Met Bali, we let her get married. Met Bali Titiabim. And we also let her get married. To make you boom. Now, if you're going to believe her, Kochi, can you believe in the heart? So that's, that's not a question. Oh, if you want to ask a question, ask the following. The opposite. Can you believe one witness? The matir the yivama to the shuk. What would the testimony be? So that she says, "Edehad matira le shuk shomer la met yibimech omet baalech v'harkach met benech." Which is, he says one of two things. Let's say Edehad comes along and says, "There was a lady. She was married. Her husband died without children. Beautiful." One witness comes along and says, the Yavam died. The Yavam wasn't around, so you're not subject to Yibum. You can go get married. That's one way we would have a case where one witness can break a Yibum potentially. Or, 
the one witness comes along and says, your husband died first, and then your son died. In that case, also, he's telling her what? No, you move, she's free to go to the marketplace. So the Sheila is when one witness comes with one of those two testimonies, are you going to believe him or not? So the Gemara analyzes well. But what's the reason why you generally believe in Edehad, Mishum, Timelta, David, and Nigeluya? Because you're going to end up finding out. Well, Lomeshakir, that's why it doesn't lie. Well, at least in the first case, when he comes along and says the Yavam died, well, you got to believe him because he's not going to lie on something he can be disproven on. Maybe I'll go the other way. Maybe I'll tell you, Tama de Edehad Mishum de Iu Daika O Minseba. I'll tell you, now why you believe in Edehad? Because combined with the fact that she does a due diligence to go make sure the guy's dead, so that's why you believe it. Well, Deha Lo Daika O Minseba. In this case over here, she might not be Midayek. She might just get married right away. You know why? De Misnahu de Sanyale. Because she might hate the Yavam. And therefore, if she hates the Yavam, she's going to want to get married to somebody else uh, just so she's not the fault of the Yavam. So, like I could tell you, maybe Edehad will not be Matir. So, comes again, Mara, and leaves that in the uh, question. And in the next half, Rav Shishan is going to give an answer. So, let's just review what we did in these two questions. The first question we had was what? Edehad will it Matira to make you move? And the answer to the Gemara is yes, indeed. What's the proof? She herself can testify. So Kochikin, somebody else in Edehad. The question that the Gemara raised was, which we're going to leave till the next half, was what about a Edehad saying that she's Mutalla Shuk, meaning testify that Met Yebmech, your Yadam died, or your husband died the first and then the child died. Do we believe that? And that way the Gemara is going to, uh, going to explain. Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen Amen